okay, I welcome you all with love. And temporarily, Richard's internet isn't working. And so we're just going to start right in. Um, this will be a shorter uh, show as we just spent the last half hour working to try to get it to work. Maybe it'll pop up in the middle of things. So I welcome you all with love. I'm going to start with a little prayer, merging the heavens and earth, heart and the mind. But here we go. So today I have some very interesting information. <clears throat> My focus today is going to be a breakthrough, conceptual breakthrough on how to antidote the pathogenic effect of the vaccine, a.k.a. biological warfare bioweapon. So, before we get to that, we need to have a little dance, a little dance for spiritual joy, and a little bit of meditation, and then we'll get into a, a very important uh, uh, short talk and explanation. So, let's all dance together, because this is what we're dancing about. Okay.
Okay. And now, you go into meditation. So just focus on my energy coming through my eyes. And repeat the mantra, Yoda, and then breath. Hey, and then breath. Wah, and then breath. Hey, and then breath. And we'll just meditate for a few minutes. Okay, hey, good. We're going into meditation with the yo. Yo.
Okay. So, welcome back, everybody. And what I'm going to share is a, another view, not another view, possibly a breakthrough in our ability to antidote the pathogenic effects of the bioweapon injection, otherwise known in the mass media as the vaccine. Now, of course, we know it's not a vaccine. It doesn't work like a vaccine. Uh, it doesn't fit the definition of, uh, of a vaccine in the traditional sense. So we're going to reformulate the way we think about this. Okay, first, it's not a shot. It's a bioweapon implant, implant. Something has been implanted in your body. And what's been implanted are specific organ attack uh, nanotechnology. When we talk about it, we're talking about the heart and the brain, the kidneys, the ovaries. Literally, ovaries and sperm in Taiwan this month, uh, last month of June, the reproduction rate dropped 28%, and the month before, in May, it was 20%. It is aimed at reproduction. Apparently, these kind of figures, 10 to 20%, we're seeing in a variety of different countries. So, uh, being able to antidote some of this would be very important. But I don't want to make any claims. I just want to share some ideas of what I think we've come across. Um, first word, the, the word virus means poison. And if we understand that it's poisoning an already poisoned system, it actually makes our understanding better. So I, I'm going to share with you a, uh, some teachings that... Uh, came from my teacher, Mario Blecker, from Dr. Underland back to Anton Beauchamp in the 1880s where he confronted Louis Pasteur with the germ theory that it was inaccurate. And Pasteur fought him on it, but when he was about to die, he said, Anton Beauchamp is correct, and I'm not. Now, that's a big deal, you know. So the germ theory, according to the person who invented it, on his deathbed says, no, I was wrong. So what did Anton Benjamin know or understand? So in the 1880s, maybe 1860s to 80s, he's got five, uh, he's, got, he's an MD, but five PhDs, he's very well educated. So what did he know? Well, what he observed 
is the process of disease. And I'm going to try to not make this complicated. Um, starts internally, not externally. And what I mean is we don't catch a virus. What he observed, obviously being a pretty brilliant person, he observed that through the outer environment, how people lived and their lifestyle created a toxic, I mean, people created a toxic environment, and that toxic environment began to downgrade their internal tissues. And as it downgraded in its function, it became more and more acid, more and more basically toxic, then the cells began to break down. And, you know, making this pretty simple. And they released exosomes, which people call uh, proteins or different names for it, but it could be also called viruses. And then so, so we have the breakdown of this as the t- tissues begin to further and further degenerate, finally in the, the bacteria and then uh, fungus. So it's a way of looking at that it's not allopathic, uh, it's, it's not going after the end, it's going after the beginning. And the beginning message is keep healthy. Okay? The beginning message is you want to fast seven days twice a year. You want to eat very much low on the food chain. We know a vegan diet has considerably less organic vegan diet has considerably less pesticides, herbicides, um, as much live food as possible, at least 80%. And Richard talks about 80% live as well. Um, that's what. And second is there needs to be movement and flow and breath and what we call prana increasing energy. Third is service and charity. Fourth is working with a spiritual mentor to help you grow in the areas of, obviously, spiritual life and life in general. And fifth is meditate. And sixth is much energy, what we call Shakti Padarhaniya, which we did here briefly in the program. And then the seven full peace is peace with the body again, eating healthily, peace with the mind, Peace with the family, peace in relationships, ability to be intimate over a long period of time, peace with the community, finding the right interface, peace with the all cultures. Native American point of view, we talk about the rock people, the living earth plant people, the walking ones, the flying ones, and then the humans, the ones with uh, culture, history, and language. And then peace with the living ecology, peace with the living planet, and peace with God. So when you have all these aligned, there's a, a 
a way of living that is uh, very good for optimizing uh, a well-being, optimizing alkalinity and interstitial fluids, alkalizing your blood and your urine pH. Let me just say what I said, alkalizing your urine pH. Optimum urine pH that tells you your blood is at the optimum pH of 7.36. The urine pH is 6.4 to 7.2. And that's the way of checking yourself. So that's pretty good. Now, that being said, um, we're, we're looking uh, at, at kind of the next step. So if you have a healthy diet, you're exercising, you're breathing, and you're uh, you know, healthy relationships, your ground of being, what we call the terrain, is going to be very good. It's not going to produce the toxins, the inner to- internal toxins, that then break down from the cells and release exosomes, which are called viruses. Okay, if you're living in a toxic environment and it's activated by things like 4G, 5G, which it does actually acts as a signal to activate this toxic break, breakdown, then it's a problem. It's a problem. But that's the way of understanding it. Um, and the organ-targeted um, implants are based on, they're basically specifically programmed graphene oxide and hydroxide molecules, but they're programmed to go to different organs and have a certain effect, and they can be affected by the outside programming. Uh, and, uh, and basically... It's not just electromagnetic. I mean, the program is electromagnetic. It's mechanical. It's also, that's at the three-dimensional uh, level, but we're also talking about uh, portals in other dimensions and control of humans through the other dimensions through these portals. That being injected makes you more vulnerable too. And then we talk about so Wi-Fi activates it. So we want to minimize our, our, our Wi-Fi exposure. Um, and shedding does happen. And that's basically the exotoxins coming out of the system, the waste products coming out of the system and affecting other people by adding waste products to their waste products. So I'm giving you a, a, a different view of that. Now, some of the shedding uh, as waste products includes uh, the what we call the virus, viruses. So what I'm saying, what Anton Bonchamp said, is germs are a symptom of disease. They're not the cause of disease. Lee Pasteur said germs are the cause of disease. He said until he was about to leave his body. So we're looking at what's activating this, um, not the total cause, but what's activating it is your 5G, your chemtrails, your radiation, 
There's a lot of things that activate this toxic environment to begin a cellular degradation. So that's kind of an overview uh, of uh, that. And, and the spike protein that's produced is actually the body's way of, in a sense, trying to cope with it. Now, that's not the same thing as the synthetic spike protein that is in the uh, bioweapon shot. Not the same thing. Um, so, that starts to give you an idea. So, uh, what we're looking now is what, 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 what next. So, let's just say, just so we understand, that when they say, no, we can't find any virus here, they're really saying uh, they, they, they're unable to uh, identify a specific virus because what we're looking at is breakdown products. Cellular breakdown products. And they don't have a purified, isolated, it's the HAV quote virus or the um, Ebola virus or uh, polio virus. They, they actually haven't isolated these things because you can't isolate what doesn't exist. That's the problem. And as Dr. Jonas Salk said that his vaccine actually activated polio. He actually said in about 2001, it's my book, Conscious Parenting, he actually said his was the main cause of all the new cases of polio. That's quite a statement, but, but he understood. That's what we're talking about. So the germs or viruses are a result of Selling the breakdown. Um, and how do we keep healthy? We keep healthy by creating this lifestyle that I'm just ta I'm talking about. That's the easy way of talking about it. Um, and of course, keeping conscious and keeping in love in a way. So that takes us to a, a certain understanding of the situation. Now, we're going to go a little further. You may have heard me talking about aluminum. It's a special form of scalar wave activated iodine. Um, and <clears throat> we uh, have a paper because we uh, Crystal and myself. She's the one that formulated the scalar wave iodine. Um, and the paper was about the radiation in the injection. You can find it at my website, treealife.mn.co, and it, we outline it. It's a, well, the full length is about 20 pages, but we have it down to some key points you get in a few pages. But it will explain a lot of what's being said, because the bioweapon injection isn't just... Um, despite proteins and, and the graphene oxide, but it also has radiation in it. And it's proven pretty clearly. So I'm making a point again that we have a few things going on. 
uh, the, the people who created this very sophisticated. But we're looking at a very simple way of turning it around. But first we need to understand that this is not simply a biological battle. That's not the level I want to talk about it. Um, I'm really talking about it as a spiritual battle. And I'm going to take a step forward uh, to say it's not just a spiritual, it's an interdimensional battle. And so that's why it's so kind of technology is so amazing um, and why it's so difficult. But there are portals and the graphene oxide just kind of opens up to certain levels of portals, but there's also things within the VAX bioweapon injection that um, are able to connect to higher dimensions. And through those uh, Connecting points, you have a situation where uh, you're actually uh, interdimensional communication goes on and you can be controlled extraterrestrially. Now, that's a lot. We haven't been talking about that before. but I'm trying to understand the war between light and dark is not just a biological battle. It's a spiritual battle. And the, the end game is how we, how they're trying to capture our souls and therefore enslave us. Our job with prayer and with meditation, but also with some ways to to counteract it is how we can do it. So now I'm going to get a little bit more specific. I mentioned before the eliminating antidotes and blocks the spike protein. It reactivates the mitochondria, which are wounded by the spike protein. Um, It does a variety of things on a certain level. But the next level up, and if we understand the mRNA process, its job, along with the spike protein, is to reorganize the DNA to start producing toxic materials, such as the spike protein, synthetic spike protein, or whatever else they program. We don't really know. Okay? So it appears that the Illumini has a way of uh, nullifying their program, which shuts down cellular reproduction, which is huge, because we're seeing people getting sick and sicker over time, deaths increasing over time. That is a big concern, what to do, what to do. It's certainly my concern as a a, a holistic physician. So so we looked at the illuminate as a way of neutralizing the spike protein, energizing the mitochondria, which are the energy factors of the cell, bringing them back to life. and the, the wounded cells from all this can have those 300,000 uh, or 300 mitochondria, but the normal cells may have 3,000 to 5,000. 
uh, mitochondria per cell. So that's a big difference. That's called the difference between low energy and feeling really healthy. Okay, that's really good. So the I minus has the, the illuminate has the ability to circumvent the blocked what we call P53 gene, which is the guardian of the genome. It's what activates the repair of the gene. Uh, the bioweapon vex blocks the ability to repair the regime, and therefore the immune system gets weaker and weaker, and so forth, and other systems get weaker. So the illuminate actually can activate the P53 gene. Now, it's a little bit more complicated than that when we start talking about the Cas9 system. I don't want to get into it. I want to stay with uh, the bigger, broader battle. So, but it also, there's a called a Cas9 system that it it can get around. Uh, the Cas9 system is what's needed to repair it's part of a, a sequence uh, starting with the P53 gene to, to literally repair the cells that have been altered. The illuminating helps that process, but it also doesn't need that process. It can circumvent that process and activate repair of the cells uh, directly. It can also activate what we call apoptosis. What is that? Well, if the cells dead and dying, it activates and moving it out of the system so it's not creating toxicity in the system. So we now have something that can antidote some of the major uh, negative effects of the uh, bioweapon, the inject, injection bioweapon. So it can reactivate. This is what's really exciting. It can reactivate, i.e., potentially, potentially, I don't want to make promises and claims, and this is more theoretical, potentially the whole P53 gene repair and cell replication system. That's pretty good. And that means rebuilding, the ability to rebuild the immune system rather than it decreasing 5% a week, and so over time, four to six months, more and more people are getting sick and, and, and dying because their immune systems are going down. This has the ability, theoretically, to regenerate the immune system. That's just music to my ears as a physician. They go, okay, we got it. This is great. Now, again, we're talking a little bit more theoretically here, but the principles fall in place, and so we're both activating, reactivating the P53 gene that's been uh, nullified by the spike protein injection, and we're also activating, uh, independent of that, cell repair cell growth and the ability to get rid of the dead and dying cells. Um, so this is, uh, I would say, uh, an important piece of information 
because this gene therapy, this gene therapy shot actually is meant to turn people into a transhuman. Obviously, without our consent. Um, and, and so, this is we finally found a simple, simple antidote to this. So that's exciting. So we have something that can block multiple levels of the toxicity uh, from the bioweapon injection and also protect you interdimensionally and also reactivate cell repair and cell replication. So... How simple is that? So what I have um, basically recommending to a lot of people really two things to help, three things to help antidote. One is the Illumini for antidoting and also immediately blocking the effects of the uh, <clears throat> bioweapon injection. And it also notifies the graphene oxide and hydroxide and rebuild the mitochondria. So we have a pretty exciting uh, approach to this. And now how it reactivates and helps the cell really rebuild its own DNA. So I'm excited about it. What's easy is this is not expensive. This is, you know, something that's very available out there. Now, the illuminating is also scalar wave activated. That's an important thing to understand because we are talking about intra uh, dimensional scalar wave warfare through the different um, portals. And this that gives us the ability to resist the scalar wave weaponry um, because it's scalar wave activated. So it isn't just iodine. It's illuminated. It's very, a way different level because it's scalar wave activated. In specific, to help us deal with all this. Now, can I prove any of this at this moment? No. I'm starting a discussion about it, getting people to think about it, but I'm also saying something really simple. What I've been recommending to people, simple, simple, simple stuff to deal with, uh, a whole lot of this is the aluminum and the rad neutral, which is a way of antidoting the radiation that we showed in our paper is put in the injection, the glowing in the dark that you don't hear about too much anymore. And those are your, your, your key kind of components, right? Blocks the spike protein, reactivates cell uh, replication, uh, red new block in the radiation. Uh, and that's intracellular as well as extracellular radiation. So this is... Uh, Again, something really worth uh, considering. So simple. What I recommend is 
you know, taking it three times a day. People ask how much. Well, in a general statement for the average person, okay, I'm not recommending to a person. I'm not prescribing. But what we see clinically is 15 drops in water three times a day away from food. At least 15 minutes away seems to be sufficient. Now, what also is happening is up to 96% of the 95% of the population, somewhere between 75 and 95, is iodine deficient. So we're dealing with iodine deficiency, which uh, low iodine uh, affects your brain function. We know that mothers uh, during pregnancy, if, uh, if they're not taking it, they can get iodine deficient. But if they are taking it, their kids have a 13-point higher IQ. That's a nice statement. So we're looking at pregnant mothers taking this iodine that makes the adrenals work and the pancreas work and the liver work and the brain work and the heart work and also the thyroid, but also the biggest organ holding iodine is the skin. So it's working on all different levels. Um, so we do that, and the red note mentioned in our paper 12 drops a day for about two months, and then go to a few times a week. So these are, everybody's different, everybody's unique. I'm giving you kind of just clinical averages. I'm not saying this is the exact dose. I'm saying, roughly speaking, because people are different. Uh, and it's a good way to start. So may everyone be blessed with this information and with the simple solutions connected to this kind of theoretical discussion, um, taking something that's going to make you healthy uh, from the very beginning. What I will say, if you decide to do it, start slow. Take five drops a day in water, and then maybe five drops twice a day, maybe five drops three times a day, and increase to 10, kind of move to 15. So you're moving slow. It does force out lead, mercury, cadmium, and fluoride from the pineal gland. So it reactivates your pineal gland. That's a good thing. Okay? And with the higher level of halogen, which is the aluminum rather than poisonous fluoride. So again, I bless everybody that we take this simple approach, you know, just take water, take the aluminum and take a little red note, as I mentioned, and we have uh, protection against the virus, it's the, against um, a disruptive terrain, but also we have the ability to antidote the terrain-disrupting effects of the bioweapon implant injection. So we got lots of levels of advice, simple, simple solutions. Okay, blessings to everyone, and peace be with you.